Well, today is December 25th. That means it's Christmas on Born on This Day podcast. It is indeed. And uh, whether you celebrate it or not, you probably heard about it. That's right. Because it, uh, it's one of those holidays that's on the same day every year. That's right. And uh, I have to say, if you are born on this day, we are sorry. <laughs> because your birthday gets a little overshadowed, um, you know, by Jesus's. That's right. Uh, and... I, I say that only because the you know so much of the world uh, goes into breaks into some version of celebration. That's right. Uh, we've lived we've both lived all over the world and we've seen big Christmas places and places that celebrated in the smalls. But uh, anyway, if you're born on this day, people are giving gifts, and uh, and I apologize if you felt like an afterthought. Or if your gift got wrapped in Christmas. Oh it's yeah, the worst. Yes, you but, know very well. Listen, if you are born today, you are altruistic, caring, and patient. I guess you'd have to be, right, Amanda? Mm -hmm. Um, But also very persistent and analytical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very few details are going to escape your vigilant eye. Do you have a vigilant eye? Uh, (laughs) I used to when my vision... (laughs) I might need to get some uh, glasses. Fair enough. You are socially expansive uh, and you will prefer to be surrounded by as many people as possible. Well, and hopefully you are today. That's right. So uh, what a special list of people we have today. And once again, if it is your birthday, happy birthday. That's right. Uh, So Jeremy Strong, uh, who just won an Emmy Award for his performance on the series Succession, on which he plays Kendall Roy, um, he, uh, he was born on today. He was previously, uh, appearing. Uh, he has previously appeared. Yes, indeed. He I was, has. sorry, I was distracted. Cause I'm like, which one was it? Which guy is he? He's, uh, he's, he's the lead. Right. He's, he's the, the lead, lead guy. Yeah. yeah. He, um, the, the lead son, right? Yeah. Not, uh, Culkin there. Macaulay Culkin's I was thinking brother, it was the, the, not the woman. What's her name's, uh, whatever the daughter's name is, the husband's. Who's British? Oh, that guy, no. Yeah, but no. I thought it was him, but it's not. No. Um, anyway, he previously appeared in The Big Short, The Gentleman and the Judge, and this year he plays Jerry Rubin in Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago Seven. He was born on this day in Boston, Massachusetts in 1978. Sissy Spacek was born today. Man, what does Sissy stand for? Susan, she, I think. Okay, well, she made her film debut with two films in 1972. Michael Ritchie's Prime Cut and Terrence Malick's Badlands, and then became a star with her first Oscar nomination for the 1976 adaptation of Stephen King's Carrie. In 1980, she won the Best Actress Oscar for Coal Miner's Daughter, and that's Amanda's computer tinging away, and went on to star in Missing, The River, Night Mother, Night Mother, great film to watch around Christmas, uh, (laughs) Crimes of the Heart, and JFK. I didn't realize she was in JFK. I can't remember her Mm. in that. Uh, Then had a resurgence in the early 2000s when she received her sixth Oscar nomination for the independent film The Bedroom. She recently appeared in the series Homecoming, Castle Rock, and Bloodline, and was born on this day in Quitman, Texas, in 1949. Well, uh, he is my distant cousin, but you probably don't know him that way. You probably know him for other things. Humphrey Humphrey DeForest Bogart began his career in show business, managing a stage company for Alice Brady's father before his regular stage performances led to his landing a contract with Fox Studio, making his film debut in Up the River in 1930. He was thought of as an impressive character actor, playing an Irish stable boy in the Betty Davis melodrama Dark Victory. And then with his new contract at Warner Brothers, he played the lead role of Sam Spade in the Maltese Falcon and became a huge star. I mean, kind of the quintessential film noir, really, the Maltese Falcon. He, um, 
his measured line delivery and cool facial expressions, making him what we still think of as the icon of 1940s version of masculinity. He was nominated for an Oscar for his most famous role as Rick in Casablanca. He didn't win for that, though. He later won the Oscar for Best Actor in the 1951 John Huston film The African Queen. He made his last film only five years later, The Harder They Fall, in 1956, before dying of throat cancer a year later at the age of 57. And actually, the cousin that is related to me through him also died of throat cancer. Oh, wow. Must be in the family. His legacy was kept alive by his life uh, by his life, and his wife of 12 years, Lauren Bacall, until her own death many decades later. Bogart was born on this day in New York City. That's where the Bogarts moved to when yep. they moved from Holland in 1899. And I can confirm that Amanda is indeed related to Humphrey Bogart because when we were in Salt Lake City, we mm. went to the... Um, yeah, the genealogy center there, that and it the came Mormons up. Do, yeah. And the other thing that came up that seemed to impress nobody but me and the person who w- were looking it up is that you're also related to Elvis, and that did not. And through a very uh, yeah, I'm actually closely. You're, <laughs> you, I think you're closer, to, much more closer related to Elvis than you are Humphrey. Bogart. I know it's funny, but I've always Humphrey Bogart was the one I I've known about longer. So. The guy who worked there was so impressed because he had never seen a connection that close to Elvis, <laughs> and you were like, "But can you tell me about this senator?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> What is going on here? Uh, well, listen, my anyway. favorite on the list is CCH Pounder. Uh, and she often is referred to as Kush, but people don't Isn't realize. It Kush? Kush, 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 Kush. I think it's Kush. Okay, Kush. 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 Um, I like Kush. Kush. I would refer to her as Kush. Well, well the, however you refer to her. Well, listen, her C, the CCH stands for Carol Christine Hilaria, in case you're wondering. Ah. And I've known about her for years because she was on ER and she was so great on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, But people who don't realize that their initials at the beginning of her name ever since her film debut as a nurse in Bob Fosse's All That Jazz in Mm. 1979. Notable roles have included RoboCop 3, Return to Lonesome Dove, Postcards from the Edge, Dr. Angela Hicks on 24 episodes of ER, and six seasons of The Shield. And you know... The part that she got in The Shield was written for a male actor. Oh, really? And I think she was like, I want to be seen for this. I want to be seen for this as oh, opposed great. to just a secondary uh, female uh, role. And she got it and she was brilliant on Good it. She's her. so great. She currently stars on NCIS New Orleans and has been nominated for four Emmy Awards. She was born on this day in Georgetown, British Guyana in 1952. And Amanda, everything she does, she makes better for being in it. Lovely. Yeah. Well, Stuart Wilson is a RADA graduate who is best known for playing villains in films like Lethal Weapon 3 and The Mask of Zorro. His career took off when he appeared in the television series The Strauss Family in the early 70s. Since then, he's also appeared in Martin Scorsese's The Age of Innocence, Polanski's Death and the Maiden, Hot Fuzz, Vertical Limit, and the show's Prime Suspect and Midsummer Murders. He was born in this day and on this day in Guildford, England in 1946. Rod Serling was a pioneer of classic television who made his name synonymous with the famous creation of The Twilight Zone. Oh, wow. That ran from 1959 to 1964. He was always off the top of it. Kind of scary. Like, you know, when I was a kid and they'd play reruns of it, it would always Mm. kind of scare me when he came on. The former boxer and paratrooper created Night Gallery in the 70s, a similar themed uh, show focusing on the macabre. Uh, While on film, he had one of the biggest successes with his screenplay for the 1968 mega hit, 
Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. I had no idea that was him. He died in 1975 at the age of 50. So young. Uh, but The Twilight Zone continues to have life since. I think they just made a, a remake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was adapted into a movie in 1983, uh, revived briefly in the late 80s, and revived again last year. Mm-hmm. He was born on the state in Syracuse, New York in 1924. Gary Shandy is best, sorry, Sandy is yeah. best known for playing Andy Travis on the hit sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, which came after a decade of appearing in independent films like Some of My Best Friends Are and episodes of television like Starsky, Starsky and Hutch and Barnaby Jones. He never had a reoccurring role on the show, but uh, followed with the film Troll and episodes of LA Law, Murder She Wrote, and The Young Writers. On stage, he has appeared in The Pirates of Penzance, Chicago, The Music Man, and The Will Rogers. Rogers Follies, and in 1985 performed the one-man show Billy Bishop Goes to War, uh, which is a very well-known Canadian show, so that's, that's right. actually quite interesting that he did that. He was born on this day in Dayton, Ohio in 1945. Supermodel Helena, Helena Christensen was born today, Amanda. She, became, she began modeling at the age of nine, moving to Paris as a teenager, and in 1986 competed in the Miss Universe contest as Miss Denmark. Rising to fame as a supermodel, she was cited as one of the magnif- Magnificent Seven. Who were the other? Who were the six others? Let's see if we know them. Okay. Um, Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Helena Christensen. Alinda Evangelista. Uh, Christy Turlington. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Crawford. Sure. That's five. Um, I don't know who the other two were. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Oh, um, the, the, the Bridget Bardot looking one. The blonde. Oh, Christine Turlington? No, the blonde, the German. Cynthia Dixon. I don't the know. Blonde. The blonde. Who's Cynthia Dixon? <laughs> She's on the blonde. She's the one I always say on oh Sex and the gosh. City. The blonde. Um, not the Heidi, German. Not Heidi Klum, but yeah, her the other one, Schaefer, Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer. Yeah. Yes, and then and there was one more. Who was the last one? Tell us on board on this. Look it up while I finish reading about this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, she rose to fame as a supermodel and was cited as the one of the Magnificent Seven, as we said, uh, by Frank DeCaro in the 1996 New York Times article. In 1990, she starred as in the Chris Isaac video Wicked Games, and she appeared as herself in Robert Elman's film about the French fashion world Ready to Wear. Then landed, later had roles in Allegro and The Reunion 3. Do you remember The Reunion 1 or 2? No. Neither do I. In 1999, she co-founded Nylon Magazine. Do you subscribe to that one, Amanda? You have so many magazine subscriptions. Nylon, no. For which she took over as photographer, a career that she continues to this day. She was born on this day in Copenhagen, Denmark in 1968. And I think she was dating or was married to the guy from Walking Dead. The guy who's on the motorcycle, the scruffy guy. I figured out who the last one was. Elle McPherson. The Australian, that's right. I, I don't remember her, but that we got the rest of them right. Yeah, so pretty good. Yeah. So, um, and on that, Hannah Shug. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of ways you could try it. Shigula. Yeah. Shigula. 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 Hannah Shigula is one of the greatest movie stars to come out of Germany. And I'm sorry to not do her justice, Bill. Uh, initially becoming famous in the films of um, Rainer Werner Fassbinder in the um, Werner Fassbinder in the 70s, culminating with her 
leading, leading role, role yep. in the 1979 classic, The Marriage of Maria Braun. Sounded like I was overcome by tears there. I wasn't. Uh, she won Best Actress at the Cannes Film Festival for Marco Ferrari's The Story of Piera. Piera. I'm doing a beautiful job of yes. this. I really am doing a beautiful tribute here. Now you know what I feel like every time I record with <laughs> Appeared Bill. in Godard's Passion and brought to Hollywood with roles in films like The Delta Force and Dead Again. In 2007, she gave one of her most acclaimed performances of her later career in Fatif Akin's The Edge of Heaven. She was born on this day. It just doesn't get easier. Konukshukdut. <laughs> that was the bell saying I said it right. Uh, Germany in 1943. Oh my goodness. Okay, well. Well, the best name of the list is coming up. Let me go with this one. Twink Kaplan. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I need to see, say there. Um, is an actress and a producer best known for playing Miss Geist in the 1995 hit Clueless, mm-hmm. uh, which she also produced and uh, which she also produced and followed her acting with more producing television in this case and uh, later films like Loser and I couldn't could never have been there or I could never have been a woman. <laughs> I don't know. I, took my... I could never be your woman. But why are you going? Why are you looking around like for inspiration? Around. It's on the page. I could never have been there. I'm gonna jeep. It's in. Christmas. I've had too much eggnog. Okay. Her, her acting career goes back to the late '70s when she appeared in small roles in Under the Rainbow and Pennies from Heaven. Later, she appeared in Look Who's Talking, Amanda. A Night at the Roxbury and Noirland. She was born on this day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1947. A Good old twink. S- a severely underrated city, by the way. Oh, exactly. Uh, band leader, songwriter, composer, singer, actor, and author Cab Calloway wrote the songs Minnie the Moocher and Are You Hep to That Jive. His music still included on soundtracks and films and television shows to this day. He was singing with the band The Alabamians uh, while studying law which led to his being drawn in a career with music. In his heyday, his songs were included in numerous Golden Age musicals of the 30s and 40s, accompanying his own appearances in films like The Big Broadcast, Stormy Weather, Sensations of 1945, and St. Louis Blues. On Broadway, he appeared in Porgy and Bess and Hello, Dolly. Uh, He was the first African-American musician to sell a million records from a a single song, that is. And he was the first African-American musician to have a nationally syndicated radio show. In 1976, he published his autobiography of Minnie the Moocher and Me, and in 1990, he appeared as himself in Janet Jackson's All Right video, four years before his death at the age of 86. He was born on this day in Rochester, New York in 1907. It sounds to me like he needs a biopic to come out on his life, because Mm. I'm sure it was more than fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Singer and actor Tony Martin was beloved for his crooning, and he was a heartthrob in the 30s, and he started in the films Sing Baby Sing, Kentucky Moonshine, Zigfield Girl, and with Judy Garland, of course, and The Big Store with the Marx Brothers. He was the featured vocalist on the George Burns and Gracie Allen radio program, then in 1942 joined the U.S. Navy as a chief special specialist, dismissed after a year for unfitness. Yikes. Wow. Uh, then later assigned to the U.S. Army Air Force, assigned to Captain Glenn Miller's band, Uh, After the war, he continued singing and acting successfully, becoming the highest paid performer in Las Vegas in the late 50s at uh, $25,000 a week for for a five-year deal. Wow. At the Desert Inn. He married his second wife, Sid Charisse, in 1948 and stayed with her until 
her death in 2008, and he died four years later of natural causes at the tender age of 98. He was born on this day, Christmas, in San Francisco, California, in 1913, Amanda. Annie Lennox first became famous as part of the Eurythmics with ex-husband David A. Stewart, the two of them delivering hits that still sound great like Sweet Dreams and Here Comes the Rain Again, her striking look of orange cropped hair and a man's business suit referred to by the BBC as a, quote, a powerful androgynous look defying the male gaze, end quote. Her solo career began with the album Diva and featured the hits Walking on Broken Glass and Little Bird, followed the albums Medusa, Bear, and Songs of Mass Destruction, reuniting with Stewart for the Eurythmics album Peace in 1999. She's had a few brief moments as an actor, appearing in Revolution, 1984, Edward II, Robert Altman's Basements. Um, wasn't she in Scrooged? Or how, why do I remember... Her was Scrooge. Maybe they. Maybe she did, she the, did the song. Sound, she did the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just I thought it was song, interesting because yeah. I. I always. She was never married to her her co-band. She was not married to what's his name. Did I say married? I th- oh okay. I could be wrong. I I got the impression that she was married to. Oh, the, ex-husband. We did say. No, I don't think she was ever married to well, David Stewart. You better look it up. Because David Stewart was married to the the singer from Bananarama. This I think maybe is after. Our, no. Well, okay. Go okay. go do some uh, recon on that. Um, but it's funny that she has a Christmas birthday, and I always uh, associate her with Scrooge. Give a little love in your heart. Yeah, is that a little it? Okay, love in your okay, heart. Yeah. I love that movie. That might be my favorite Christmas movie of all time. In 2003, she sang and co-wrote the theme song for the film The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and she won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. She has, to this day, four Grammy Awards that she won. Um, she was named the Gro- the Greatest White Soul Singer Alive by VH1, and one of the 100 Greatest Singers of All Time by Rolling Stone. She was born on this day in Aberdeen, Scotland in 1954. What's the verdict? Okay, so um, Annie Lennox has been married a few times to Uri Fruchtman from 88 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Then uh, prior to that, Radha Raman from, from 1985 to 85, and then to Michael Besser, who she's still married to. But I... I I matched it to see who David Stewart was married right. to or is married to. Right. And he was married to Pam Stewart from 73 to 77. Okay. Then Siobhan uh, Fahey from 87 to 96. And then uh, Anuksha Fiz uh, from were they 2001. Ever, so were they ever a romantic thing? I Any mean, Lennox I don't know their lives, but I, I know yeah. together they formed one of the greatest bands ever. Well, um, that aside, no matter... I mean, we'll say they weren't. Um, but that aside... Um, uh, I always think it's interesting because Sweet Dreams, which obviously was the hit that made them who they are and right. was the breakthrough for them. Um, it's so interesting. She wrote that song as a give up. Like it was, the, she just, she said, I'm so done with mm-hmm. the hustle. I'm so done with London. I'm so done with trying to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And so Sweet Dreams was the last thing she was going to write. Right. She was like, I'm just going to write a big... You know, a big middle finger to the industry because I'm so done with it. And uh, that's what that song was. (laughs) Isn't she also a very accomplished flautist? I think so. She's she's quite a musician. There's no question about that. Well, someone who is not a musician but was Mm -hmm. born today is Hal Scardino. He was a child star in the early 90s in three films as a supporting role in Searching for Bobby Fischer, another movie about chess, Mm -hmm. um, as the lead in The Indian in the Cupboard, and as Meryl Streep's youngest son in Marvin's Room. He gave up acting to go to Columbia University, coming back in 2017 with appearances in a film and a miniseries and producing a documentary. He was born on this day in Savannah, Georgia, one of my favorite places on the earth, in 1984. 
While Quentin Crisp was an English writer, raconteur, and actor, from a conventional suburban background, Crisp wore makeup and painted his nails from a very young age, and he never apologized for defying convention, which he continued to do for the rest of his life. The publication of his autobiography, The Naked Civil Servant, and the 1975 film version starring John Hurt turned both actor and subject into stars. During his teenage years, he worked briefly as a rent boy, um... I don't know that everybody knows what that means. Okay, well... We'll just I leave mean, it there, look there. it up. Then spent 30 years as a professional model for life classes and college and, and, and college art classes. Um, and art colleges, rather. I did a little, little dyslexic bit there. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was a professional model uh, for those classes. The interviews he gave about his unusual life attracted increasing public curiosity. And after the film of his book was soon sought uh, after... Uh, for his very personal views on social manners and cultivating of style, devising a one-person show which he toured around the country happened. His one-person stage show was a long-running hit both in Britain and America, and he also appeared in appeared in films and on TV. Crisp defied convention by criticizing both gay liberation and Diana, Princess of Wales, and as an actor appeared in The Bride and as Queen Elizabeth the first in Sally Potter's Orlando. He continued to grant interviews until his death in 1990 at the age of 90. And he was born on this day in Carshalton, England in 1908. Not, I've never heard of him. So. Oh no. If you, if you look him up, you'll know who he is. I used to see him in New York. Um, oh yeah. I, there was a bookstore or like, a, I don't know if it was a bookstore or a restaurant that I would go to that was, I guess near where he lived. Cause I always used to see him there. Um, and this just in with regards to Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox, their love affair lasted three years during the late seventies. I see. Okay. But then there's an article from the independent UK where Dave Stewart says, Annie Lennox didn't even invite me to her marriage uh, or to her wedding, I should say. <laughs> or so, into her marriage. Into her marriage to her wedding. Okay. Well, <laughs> last. I opened on, it up. <laughs> last on our list. We did a deep, uh, Annie Lennox marriage and, uh, I mean, if you're going to do a deep dive of anyone on this list. I think Annie Lennox is a, is a fair game. I saw the Eurythmics live once um, at a concert, and they were phenomenal. We get it. You live in a place where you can see any live music. And that's what I did. Keep, and, and until you got married, and then you didn't want to see anything. Apparently. I saw all that I ever needed well, to see. Well, then let me finish this okay. out. American country singer Barbara Mandrell, who we used to see on our TV all the time. I love the Barbara Mandrell show. Because we're old. Um, what say, happened to her bitch sisters? I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. She's saying, uh, hit songs. My sister, I just want to say that yep. my sister told me when I was little and I really believed it. She was little too, so she probably believed it. But she said that they would get the outfits and there would always be the three, because they always would wear matching outfits that were a little bit different. Like they'd all wear different silver dresses or right. whatever. So my sister told me that Barbara Mandrell got to pick hers first and then the blonde one got to pick it hers second and then the brown haired one had to pick it last. <laughs> it might be true. <laughs> That's what my sister told me oh and I God. believed it. I really believed it. Which I, one did you prefer, the blonde sister or the dark haired sister? The dark haired because <laughs> that was more like me but and representation matters. But <laughs> but she was definitely the, the third in our uh, in our version. Anyway. I like the dark haired sister better too because I felt like the blonde was competing with her sister <laughs> who was the star. Because you can't have two blondes. Anyway. <laughs> Back to, aside from what they wore, uh, they had those long, thin microphones, of course, uh, so popular in the 70s. Um, 
we are talking about the Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters show. Yes, and it was from 1980. What's funny, it's, it was only from 1980 to 1982, but clearly it had a large effect on us. I think it just hit, it hit at the kids right at the right time. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't remember anything of it that other than it was a variety show yeah. of its time, right? Anyway. But I remember watching it. I remember we would watch it, especially in my aunt's sisters, house. We're like, yeah. the Barbara Mandrell show is on. I guess yeah. we were the only ones who watched it because it didn't survive very late. <laughs> anyway, her first Billboard number one hit was 19. 19- 78's sleeping single in a double bed immediately followed by if loving you is wrong i don't want to be right in 1979 she has two grammy awards and four cmas and has recorded 26 studio albums and acted on the series sunset beach and episodes of baywatch emptiness and touched by an angel she gave her last concert at the Grand Ole Opry House on uh, October 23rd, 1997. So that would be in the old Ryman then. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before retiring. She was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2009. She's still with us, and she was born on this day in Texas. Houston, that is, in 1948. Oh, man, we need to hear more from her. We need to see a revival of her of her variety show with her sisters. How great would that be oh if my they God, did? I mean, I st- I'm still waiting for my Hee Haw revival. But... L- listen, if you haven't been to the Country Music Hall of Fame, please go there. It is one oh of the gosh. best museums or best... Transformative. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know what else is transformative? This podcast. Thank you for joining us on Christmas, no if, less. If you took time out of your Christmas celebrations with, you know, everyone unwrapping gifts, or maybe you're by yourself this year, just to listen, we have to say a huge thank you. Thank you for supporting us this whole way through. Who knew that we would be doing this every... I mean, we that was the plan, to do it every day, and so by far. golly, we are. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bill, who's not with us uh, on the but this I, episode today. If anyone's listening, it's him. All right. We'll see you tomorrow for more Born on This Day. Have a wonderful holiday, folks.